All right, gentlemen, are we ready? Ready. Let's go. Okay. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I'm your host, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by... The one true Ben. And... Mike. And, uh, well, here we are, everybody. It's, uh... Well, it hasn't been a, a long time for you, except it also has, maybe. Um, so this should hopefully be the third episode I've released since our drought. Um, sorry about that. Real life sucks. Um, but hey, we have content for you. It hopefully won't be too out of date. We're going to talk about the Batman. The movie, the Batman. Wait, wrong theme. Not the TV show from many years ago. Which was actually not that many years ago. Yeah. Right. Not, not the show. joke. Yeah, not, not that Batman. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, but, uh, so, you know, there will be non-spoiler. There will be spoiler. Um, as is our typical want. Um, but first, signal boosts, or what have you. Um, have we mentioned the whole um, Microsoft bought Blizzard thing on the I podcast remember, yet? But we have now. Well, we Microsoft now. bought Blizzard, um, and Bobby Kotick's on his way out. So it's a so now it's Micro Blizzard <clears throat> on a golden parachute of money. Well, yes, but at least he's not going to be in charge anymore. <laughs> Right. Gonna, Take the what wins yeah. you can get. Yeah, he's yeah, on his way out on a golden parachute to land on a pile of money. Yeah, take the wins where you get them, I guess. I mean, yeah. It's going to be a while before that's like official. It's like sometime in 2023 when all that shit is done. And yeah, but it's apparently past all the uh, all the controls, etc. So at this point, it's just a... I'm just talking more implementation, not whether or not uh, it will happen kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. <sighs> It's pretty, you know, it's a sad state of affairs when you're like, oh, thank God we can get Microsoft in here to get some somewhat ethical stuff going on. <laughs> it's like that's where we're at in the world. Right yeah. Now. Microsoft is the up is the uptick. <laughs> Good grief. Sag. Indeed. But, you know, what you're going to do. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, anything else cool happen? It's um, like newsworthy because remember when this used to be a news segment? I do. I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> I feel like there was something else I wanted to say that wasn't the reason why it's not a new segment anymore. So you have to feel obliged to like, yeah, I know it's, it's just been a while. It's been a while. Okay. So signal actual boosts of boosting signals and such. So who goes first? One of you. I do remember that that's how it works. Right, because you always go last. Yep. You save the best for I'll the go best. first. Okay. So, Blast from the Past, River City Ransom on the Nintendo Switch. Glorious mini music. The peanut butter of Double Dragon gameplay, the chocolate of light RPD mechanics, and eating and drinking everything in sight, because apparently that's how you win fights. You waltz into restaurants and order egg rolls and steaks and drink sodas and tea and all sorts of stuff. Oh, and you mm-hmm. have to stop at the sauna, stop at the health club and have a sauna. Because- oh, absolutely. That's how you get. That, that's how you max out your HP hard. Right. <laughs> um, and, and also, you get to see. Man. You get to see. Uh, what's his name? What's his name's cute butt? 
both of them really. I mean, either yeah. buddy, either player can do it. Yeah, it's true. Ryan and Alex. Ryan and Alex, or if you're from Japan, uh, Kunio and I can't remember what his friend's name is because it's one of the it, it's, it's identical except uh, they have different colored shirts and pants. Exactly. Uh, but what it's what it is what one of the, exactly the one of the incredibly uh, prevalent Kunio Kun games uh, from Japan. If you have never heard of, R- of River City Ransom, but somehow have heard of the Kunio Kun games, um, can you define the term? Please? So, so Kunio Kun is uh, is is the main character. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and Brian. Yeah, Brian? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um. I didn't know that was like a whole thing, whereas same yeah. thing, more than one game. I um, yeah, well, also sometimes known as the River City game for uh, games by Technos Japan. Um, uh, um, Nekutsu, uh, started with uh, Nekutsu Renegade Kunio-kun, which came out as Renegade. Uh, Nekutsu School High School Dodgeball Club, which became Super Dodgeball, which is another one of the games that barely, that, like, that actually made it over to the U.S. almost completely ch- unchanged. Um, Niketsu Koha, um, Kunio-kun. Niketsu is the, is their high school. Um, Downtown Niketsu Story, um, which, uh, became River City Ransom. Um, these were games that were released from 1986, um, up through, Jesus, they never really stopped, did they? I don't River City Ransom. No, no, they really never stopped. They took a break from 96 to 2004, but it's a, it, it, games starring Kunio Kun have been getting released with rather, um, with rather, um, regular, um, stuff for a while, which is kind of amazingly impressive. Well, that's like, uh, I mean, that's like almost as old as Mario or around that same age. Yeah, no, it, it, it is a venerated or not venerated, but venerable old, um, 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 what you call it? Franchise. Um, franchise. Yes. Um, that, no, that no one is really aware of outside the Japan. <laughs> yeah. So now we're done with the history lesson. We talk about the game. Right. Say this is a great like an entire episode idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. out of stuff really to say there, unfortunately. Uh, right. So. Um, so yeah, it's like a uh, you know, like I said, beat 'em up with the little like RPG light elements thrown in. You you collect money and then use it to buy like food and items and shit to like increase your stats. And the best part of it, in my opinion, is the books that you'll buy that you'll save up for. And you get these like crazy dragon feet. So you have like stone hands and dragon feet where instead of just like punching, like we're kicking. It's like, it's like a, it's like a burst fire option on a rifle. Essentially. It's like, yeah. And you just like hit them in the face three times really fast with your fist or like kick them in the gut really fast with your foot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's this one called acro circus where while you're running, you jump, you do this like crazy flip thing, and it's actually like an assault flip. I mean, that's one of the dumbest terms I think I've heard in a while, but mm-hmm. you go, I'm coining it assault flip. <laughs> and it's funny too, because you can kind of like, like you'll bounce off the, I'm air quoting walls, whether there's a wall or not, like the edge of the screen, kind of like how Chun mm-hmm. would bounce off the edge of the screen, Street Fighter. So you can do this thing where like, you know, you're being chased by a few mooks, and then you like jump off and like bounce off the edge of the wall, and then you flip back and hit them both at the same time, and it's good fun. 
Mm-hmm. Fun for everybody. And there's one called Javelin Man, which is exactly what it sounds like. Where when you throw them, they're like they spiral like a torpedo. <laughs> I remember my brother and I would get that ability, and like we played that as kids, and we throw them, and we'd have like little races, like we try to like outrun the body that we just flung. Of course, throwing a motherfucker into another motherfucker is a endless method. Dragon feet was always was always the big one that I was. uh... Yeah, I'm partial to that too. Although once you get it, the one where you get that effect on your weapon is the way to go because you get that, and then you get those like steel bats or whatever, and the the chains. Yeah, forgot the exact name of that, but same concept both ways. I want to say it was just called like Weapon Master or something boring. Uh, This is something else, but um, anyway. Um, there's some pretty funky weapons too, like hitting people with trash cans and stuff. And then you have your more standard fare, like, uh, oh yeah, tire was the other funny one. Mm-hmm. You have your more standard fare, like uh, brass knuckles and chains and baseball bats and stuff. There's another one that like really amped up your um, your throw power. Is that the other thing that you could throw? Kind of like Sm- think Smash Brothers, where you can mm-hmm. take a weapon and throw it at them. But yeah, you could uh, you could. There's this little secret store like in a tunnel. You could buy this book that would like up the throw power by like 20. You could buy a few of those and then throw a weapon at somebody, just insta shot them every time. It's pretty funny. It's called Grand Slam. Grand Slam. Thank you. That was going to bug me. It was going to bug me too, which is why I looked it up. (laughs) Good stuff. I played that with uh, my brother when we were kids and he's visited recently. So it was a nice little nostalgia trip. I recommend it for anybody who likes beat em ups or classic games or co op couch co-op games all the above uh if you subscribe to nintendo online you get it for free on uh, on the switch or if you just mm-hmm. want to buy it a la carte for the switch it's 4.99 mm-hmm. and it's definitely worth it i've got a, i've got i've got an original cart somewhere um and by at, and by somewhere i mean at my parents house um where all of all where all of my old nintendo carts are and it um, has one of those features that just like there's certain features of games that make me particularly nostalgic over other features and it has the whole concept of hey generate a password that's that you use to resume your progress now granted you don't actually have to do that when you're playing the modern version you can just like create a little save point but which is is that's still very nice because oh my goodness those passwords well and it wasn't like a short password like i remember it was notorious like how long the password was on River City Ransom. It was like yeah. five lines of five characters. I'm pretty sure it was like 25 character password. And that's for and, each player, mind you. And they are completely randomized. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Like it's it's a I think it's a hexadecimal code. Yeah. Um, but it's a hexable but it's a hexadecimal code that has also been con but that has first been converted into ASCII. <laughs> it just amuses me because it seems like uh it's like some sort of security system or encryption or something on such a trivial thing in a sense. Like, you know, like I, 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just because they couldn't figure out how to encode it better. Um. Yeah. Well, regardless of the intent, I'm just pointing out it <clears throat> seems more elaborate than like your average password protection yeah. scenario. I agree. So yeah, that's what I have for River City Ransom. It's a great game. I, 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 echo uh mike in and the catchiness of the middies hold up to this day much oh, like absolutely or uh if you want a game that has uh, if you want another nes game just look up the uh j- just look up the uh soundtrack to it but check out the soundtrack to the nes pictionary the game sucks <laughs> which is all the more frustrating because the soundtrack slaps so hard 
Like, <laughs> I'd like to point out the irony of it being a visual-based <laughs> thing, Pictionary. Yes. What's great about it is the sound, but that's pretty funny. But yeah, check that out sometime. It is uh, one of those things like, what? Why, why is this so good? <laughs> what you got, Ben? Okay, so I got two. Um, so one is in the uh, in the um, in the doobly doo. Uh, it's an uh, free tabletop role playing game called Iron Sworn. Uh, it is designed for either anything from solo to small group play. So you know you can do one, two, or you know three or four people uh, with the way it's worked. I'm still trying to figure out the all the rules on it um because i've been doing other stuff here lately um so yeah it's free and uh you can download most of the assets uh for it so it's really kind of cool i I like i like anybody who's got you know's got something like hey we we just love this so here you know play with this and so if there's everything that they have for sale i'm probably just going to throw money at them just because you know that's a that's how you that's how you help that's how uh, you know we help uh you know small game designers like that's a few bucks at a time enough of us do it you know it's great um so the other thing that i have uh as my uh as my signal boost uh is something that i it's not mine but i'm going to be part of it as a vendor uh vision con is coming up here uh at the at the end of april beginning of may uh Mm -hmm. starting april yeah where is it uh calendar there we go uh starting april 29th going through may 1st I regret that I will not be able to be in, in attendance this year and help Ben hawk his books. So but, uh, I will. I, real I will life OP. To, yeah, real life sucks. Um, but we'll 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 make do somehow because uh, I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to be selling my books. I uh, got a new book out. Yeah, and I just I just re I was at um, ICT Con last week uh, week before last. Got to be as of recording. Week, as of yeah, as of recording. So. Uh, basically first of March. <laughs> so, um, that was, that was a lot of fun and got to meet Lou Ferrigno. Dude is, dude is a class act. Nice. Um, and I also got to meet, uh, meet, uh, Chinaman. Uh, he did like, hang on a second. Um, although he does, he, he goes with bike kid walk now. Um, <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> um, he's, he did a bunch of voices for, uh, here it is, uh, for Dragon Ball Z, uh, Mark kid walk, Britain, uh got a picture of me with him uh he was really cool uh he also did some uh did a lot of stand-up uh which you know surprised him when uh when i was talking to a fan came up and uh was you know uh was talking to him about it and he's like oh my god you made me tear up <laughs> somebody remembered my stand-up which is what he really loves uh you know nice. so yeah cool. yeah so uh, i am so happy that you know cons are starting to be a thing now we're getting back to that so mm-hmm. it, is, it is good i wish that i could you know participate but there are problems like th- there are things that i that as part of a uh that, that as part part of my agreement with my with my day job i can't go into so yeah so i am looking forward to that here's hopefully uh before long i have some more stuff out and i can um actually quit my day job again this kind of th- oh, yeah i'm i'm hoping man you know i love that you know how I, what I was like then. It's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, those are those are my signal boosts. Um, All right. Um, I don't have too much, honestly. I've got mostly just uh, one thing, and that is uh, in my off time, um, which is 
sparse at the moment, which is why the things have been the way they have been and why I'm so morose right now. Um, I've been playing a bunch of Red Dead Redemption 2, and it is really, really good. Like, apparently Rockstar is a pretty shitty company to work for. Um, they crunch their employees really hard, but they do create a very quality product. I cannot deny that fact. Um, mm. I so far have pretty much only, like, I've, I've just faffed about fishing and hunting and playing poker and robbing trains, you know, the usual. <laughs> um, I haven't even bothered really with the story of the game, like, at all. Um, apparently it's supposed to have a really good story, but, uh, I, I've got, you know, I've got beaver pelts that I need to, that I need to, to acquire. <laughs> hmm. Well, it ain't going anywhere. Get around to it when you feel like doing it. That's the beauty it's of true. those games is you do whatever you feel like doing at the time. Right. If I can get three more perfect beaver pelts, then I can uh, I can get something crafted. I can't remember. It's been a little bit since I've played because leisure time has been in short supply lately. But, you know, it's coming back. I'll make it. I'm going to stop trying to be so depressed about it. Hmm. Um. Anyhow, um, the Batman. Um, there will be no spoilers and then there will be spoilers. Um, but the spoiler of the week, Bruce Wayne is the Batman. What? Yeah, I know. Right. I am thankful. I, I, I gotta, I actually am pretty okay with not getting a, uh, an origin story. Oh yeah, of course. Like hands down. Um, it's the it's way like, to go. It's the, if I can borrow a really stupid cliched phrase, it's the new normal. Because that's how it was with Spider-Man when Tom Holland Spider-Man movies right. began. Everyone's yeah. like, all right, so like this is a fucking Spider-Man. If you don't know what's going on, I don't know what to tell you. Watch a movie or read a comic from the last few <laughs> How decades. in the planet of hell do you not know the origin of Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, or Batman or Spider-Man's origin, so it's whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody knows. You don't need to keep yeah. rehashing it. So. Yeah, it's not like hell, Spider-Man it's... isn't the... Mo the, the, the it's either Spider-Man or Batman as the most popular movie superhero like of all time. Well, right. the box office receipts don't lie. So yeah, right. As I say, and how? Yeah, and when it comes down to origins, take your pick because they're all variations on the same one. You know, just the details that change. So yeah, how do you not know? It reminds me of a of a D and D character I was playing. Who are, to buck the trend, um, I was playing um, an adventurer who had a really great home life um and his both of his both of his parents were retired adventurers and they were like yeah it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i want to i want to play i want to play that rogue who both of his parents are alive just really disappointed in him <laughs> oh, i actually I, I i almost never play a character that has some sort of orphan situation because i'm just so cognizant of the cliche yeah right like they may not necessarily be in contact with the parents they may live on the other side of the world or something but like i just make yeah. sure that they're not both dead because that's so yeah. played out right his parents were both very supportive of his of his life choices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loving supportive parents, that are still alive, right? Uh, you know, unless you're playing a rogue, then they're you know, unless they are. Well, you know, I know we've hey, seen it where look, you know, there's nothing stopping you from telling right. people a tragic backstory. Right? It could all be lies. Like you this can you can true. have your cake and eat it too. You can give them the edge lord backstory that's right. all bullshit. 
And that would actually be a hilarious situation is being confronted with the truth of your situation. You right? want to know how well, I that... got these scars, <laughs> right? Well, and, and, you know, I've, I've also run games where, you know, players had kids, you know, Oh, yeah. your elf's 350 years old. Okay. You got a kid or two out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Roll on this fucking die because just on the law of averages, you're going to have something out there. At this point. Exactly. Exactly. You know, asexual or whatever. So or back to Batman. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my, uh, my, my Joker reference there was a, was a subtle attempt to try and get us back on track, but, uh, right. yes. Joker yeah, is we... always none for his subtlety. Right. Well, no, it was, you want to know how I got these scars? Because if you'll notice, he tells a different story each time. Every Indeed. time. Yeah. So uh, this, this Batman, I, I gotta say, I mean, since we're outside of spoiler territory, we're not in spoiler territory, you mean? Yeah, we're not. We're yeah, we're outside of spoiler territory right now. Yeah, um, is that Pattinson did a good job playing both a young Bruce Wayne and Batman? Yeah, I, I like. Least... I, I I gotta say, everyone was like, seriously, we're gonna we gonna have we're gonna have uh, freaking uh, Edward Cullen. Edward Cullen? Yeah, no, no, we're gonna have Robert Pattinson. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because well, Pattinson has done more than that, more than just that one. Role. He's done so much more than that. Newsflash, the first Twilight movie came out in 2005. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a minute. And he's like actually a really good actor. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And he's he's proven his chops. Um, and I, he's act, he, he actually was. So interestingly enough, he apparently actually uh, didn't want to play Edward initially because he was afraid it was going to define his career. Nah. <laughs> well i mean he managed totally. to uh he managed to not let it define him so more yes no no he he yeah. pulled it off but no he's been he, he's done it's it's kind of like uh hayden christensen yeah he was bad as what's his name anakin <laughs> that, skywalker that, that sand hating guy yeah yeah, yeah anakin sand hater let's <laughs> see but yeah, I, I can say he did a good job. Andy Circus was a surprisingly good Alfred to me. That was Andy Circus. I was like, I don't think it quite was, but apparently I was wrong. Okay, good. No, no that that actually quite was uh, Andy Circus. Um, well, yeah, shows how role... good I am at, at identifying people. I was like, <laughs> is that Andy Circus? Right. Nah, well, and, nah, nah and, and it is Andy Circus. Uh, and uh, I mean, if you watched, if you watched Black Panther, that's the same guy. Well, no, um, that, that was the thing. Like, I didn't think he, he the face quite matched up. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't think it, that is. It I, was it, kind of someone odd. who looks like Andy Circus. Like I knew it was him, but like I was looking at him and I'm like, I don't know. There's just, he just right? feels different. Oh, yeah. the ultimate example of that. You've got uh, Colin Farrell, completely unrecognizable as is as as yeah as Oswald Crazy, as, man. Yeah, Oz. I love that they, they call him Oz, you know, and he's not this, you know, he, he's not quite. That was the, Colin Farrell? That yes. was. I yes. you're not. And then, okay, so. uh no, did blowing any, your mind did, right now. Right. Did Jeez. You, did you guys recognize? <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't bother uh, to look up any of the cast uh, if it right? couldn't be. Well, uh, it, the one that bothered me was, uh, was John Turturro. I could not place him. Is that Carmine Falcone? Carmine Falcone. Yeah, yeah. Because I keep on going, where do I know that voice? Where that is like fucking Agent Simmons from from Transformers. Oh, that's funny. Oh, jeez, you're right. (laughs) Right? I was just like, who the the hell is that? Oh, that guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) About the only one I really actually recognized other than Pattinson was, uh, was Gordon. Right? 
right? He was good. Yeah. Je- from, from Jeffrey West Wright, West. who's been like in, he's been in a lot of things. Um, yeah, I know him from, he from did it. He did a great job as Gordon because he had as Lieutenant, was it Lieutenant or Captain Gordon at that point? I can't remember what they called him. Uh, well, he, he got like two promotions during the movie. So this is true. The Lord of Water was hard to remember. <laughs> that is definitely um, a trope. Yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but then Zoe Saldana. Oh my God. Wrong Zoe. You're thinking uh, of uh, uh you're thinking of the Zoe. Guardians of the Galaxy Zoe. It's Zoe Kravitz. Right. Zoe Kravitz. Sorry, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, Zoe. Zoe. Well, fucking A. Zoe Saldana is uh, good too. So she right. just wasn't was in Zoe this movie. Kravitz. But also not yeah. in this movie or even yeah. in right. this um yeah, franchise. And yeah, also and also featuring Sir not appearing in this film. But Zoe Kravitz, sorry, I had the right right first name. Uh Zoe, she did a fantastic Selena mm-hmm. Kyle. And I love that she was Catwoman without being called Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like she was kind of in the middle of the pack. Like she was mm-hmm. way, I mean, it's a pretty low bar, but way better than Halle Berry, the titular Catwoman. But uh, nobody will top Michelle Pfeiffer's performance of. Oh, Catwoman no. Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic. Like, Although it's, it's a very different characterization of Catwoman than, than sure. I tend to. Pre- I tend to prefer the, the much more femme fatale equal to Batman mm-hmm. that that this that this Catwoman was like she wasn't quite at that level yet but that was obviously because she was just kind of started yeah well, she, the thing is it's 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 a parallel because Batman is only a couple years in too so it's like yeah. right you know, he's not quite too consistent full with that where she's not full yeah. like beast mode Catwoman he's not full beast mode Batman yeah right. vengeance Right. And that was another good part about I'm that vengeance. is we never, you know, we never really heard him say, I'm Batman. No, you he know? he never self-identified as Batman, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and, and it was, you know, it, it was quite the journey for the character. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just talking about the actors in this, this was well done. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel and, like uh, it did a good job of taking itself seriously, but not too seriously. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So there's another character that we don't, you know really that doesn't really get star billing but that was fucking gotham city um because there was was, yeah yeah and and the thing that i loved about it is there was so much of it that was incomplete it's like oh hey we're having a great day we're doing you know it's booming booming but suddenly bust and suddenly we are you know it's like those uh those uh images you see of like uh north korea where they you know they have these great projects just never quite you know or uh, or yeah. china or you know or these basically these these big things are suddenly abandoned in the middle well it was um, kind of consistent with the with the um the look and feel of gotham from joker where it's got mm-hmm. kind of like a taxi driver like shitty rundown new york from the 70s kind of a vibe or like 80s, right like yeah it's just you had still never actually seen joker it's really good. And, and uh, you that's can what see everyone the decay. says. It was like the decay of the city itself matched the soul of the city. I'll say it, this, though. It's kind of like it's 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 a movie where it's like it's really good and I never want to see it again. Because <laughs> it's like, it, first of all, it's just not a movie that's like great for repeat viewings in general. And it's a long movie. But then secondly, it's just like it's so like dark and depressing that I'm just kind of like, all right, like I get it. I don't need to keep watching it. Okay. You talking about the Batman? You talking about the Batman or I'm Joker? talking about Joker. Oh, okay. Speaking of dark, um, was uh, it's it's a pretty dark movie, and by dark I mean like like the color uh, palette, like like there there is not much light in the movie. But unlike Mm -hmm. uh, unlike another movie that I that I have said this about, um, 
which was the first Suicide Squad movie. It actually serves mm-hmm. a purpose. That actually, yeah, like it, it, <laughs> it wasn't a distraction. Yeah. Um, it was. It was. It was moody and at, and atmospherically dark, as opposed to. Um, we couldn't pay the light bill. A, a, dark. As opposed to, man, there needs to be more light in this scene. <laughs> me. Let me let me provide a video game analogy here. It was dark in the way that Splinter Cell's dark, not dark in the way that Doom Three is dark. Yes, right. this this works well. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. It was moody dark. Not we didn't pay the bill dark. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> although that did make a few of like, and there there are only a few actual like action scenes, which I think is good because it, it really managed to like save the budget. Um, well, this movie, a big thing about this movie is this is Detective Batman. Yeah, it's a, it's Detective Batman, and which I like. By the way, I'm I thought that was great because you don't really see that much in the movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, um, there's always the big ones. But yeah, this was. I would still say that a few, that the action that that the, the that the few actions action set pieces that there were, mm-hmm. I think could have stood to be a little bit brighter just so you could track better what was going on. Yeah, that's but fair. That's I, I think they. That's I a think real they, minor gripe. Yeah, because to me that I mean yeah I, I wanted to see more, better what was going on, but there was a different feel to it because that's what made them scary that's what made him scary is you could not see him and yeah, suddenly he himself about yeah. you know it's part of his whole day, thing the theatricality mm-hmm. and the fear and right yeah. right i mean you get you get a better action sequence at the end uh you know i which we can go into later but there there are better lit action sequences but most of them were yeah him being in the dark and beating the crap out of people that you know <laughs> that mm-hmm. didn't see it coming um and you know they they used the other thing i liked about these sets though is that they were so complex uh there's one that we'll you know we'll cover in uh in spoiler territory that just the fact that it was as complex and had so much detail built into it mm-hmm. just made it that much better and it made it made what happened during that scene make so much more sense um, you know, and like I said, we'll, we'll, I'll cover that more in the last character. action, the, 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 big action set piece at the end, you mean? No, no. Uh, uh, cl- right before that, uh, there, there's a scene. It's not an action scene. It's, it's a detail scene. Oh, um, right, 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 right. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know where they find the clue in the thing. Uh, yeah. So... Where, where, where the thing happens with the stuff in the place. Exactly. Um, but the other thing I liked about this is that there was that whole, you know, we see Batman showing up and interacting with Gotham PD and it's not, it's it's ambiguous. Do they like him? Do they not? Some of them do. Most of them don't, you know, uh, we, you know, and, but there's that grudge there. There is, I don't think this is a big spoiler scene in there, but there's a point where Batman is doing his detective thing. He squats down to look at it and the police photographer takes a picture of what he's looking at. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, like okay, like, the bat, he, the bat, probably this. important. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's got something that I missed, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, I mean, it's just like I don't have to like him, but I know that he knows he knows his shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and that was just a subtle detail that I loved about how that worked. Is like. Oh, that asshole. Wait, what's he doing? Okay, click. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, that asshole. Crap. He cu- he got something I missed. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the boss doesn't find out. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's um, that's a lot of the Gotham PD's relationship with Batman is that they hate him until they don't. Yeah, they hate him until he does something for them, and then like, huh? Okay. Um, 
And then they go right back to hating him again. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, thanks. Thanks asshole. Now get out of here. You freak. You're right. Thanks. Batman. Now piss now off. off. Now piss off. <laughs> I will say this though. The fact that he, um, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of complicated by the fact that you have the whole bat signal thing going on, which seems to be like uh-huh. a tacit endorsement of him. Right. Um, so well, if you just except, that aside, except, except the bat signal is being run specifically by Jim Gordon in a remote location in an abandoned building. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on top of city. It's not on top of the, uh, on, not on uh, top of, of the police headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not I guess the consideration is different. Yeah. But, uh, I think that was a, uh, that was a good part. That was a good touch though. Is that, you know, Gordon does it to call Batman because he has no official way to do it. And it gives, and there's a place they can meet that is not police controlled. Yeah. Or, Batman does it to call Gordon, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. I, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, open that. You know, start that. Um, or basically, you know, someone else does. I didn't call this meeting. What? what? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. But uh, and uh, going back, Zoe Kravitz as a smartass in this. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. She is so damn good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, as a detective, he is great. Um, mm-hmm. I have you a few know. thoughts that I want to share from that on that when we get to spoiler territory, but yeah, definitely. I, I like this is so do not go to this movie thinking it's going to be like a, an action heavy, like it's not the, it's not the Christopher Nolan movies. No, no, um, you're not going to get a Christopher Nolan, but you're going to get I mean, a the Christopher story. Nolan movies were good, but it's mm-hmm. uh, but this is a, and this is a different kind of good. Like, right. And you're not going to get quite the happy ending that you expect. Yeah, you. Well, that's that's a spoiler. Well, not a big spoiler, but it's 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 a dark movie, and it ends. You know, it ends that way. Mm-hmm. But um, but we'll get more into into why that is. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike, do you have uh, any final non-spoilery thoughts, or should we move on? Uh, yeah, I have a few things. Um, Go for it. First of all, we just said there a moment ago. I I don't know how. I mean, is there really like I don't know. I guess they vary like. A lot of the Batman, the Batman movies end mm-hmm. in various ways. I mean, there's Batman Returns is dark as fuck, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. The first Batman movie is, you know, pretty campy and lighthearted overall. Um, and of course, you know, it's re- the, the worst of the worst. Batman and Robin is ridiculously campy. Um, yeah. yeah we, it's so we bad. Do. I don't even remember how it really ends aside from like, oh, the villains have been thwarted. And like, I don't remember right. the significance. Well, of, as yeah. I recall, the final scene is Batman, Robin, and the new Batgirl running down a, a backlit hallway towards the camera and fade to black. Right. Yeah, yeah. For that particular so, reason. Which I'm, was also I'm, the same way that Batman Forever ended, except without Bat, except without, uh, without Batgirl, Robin. right? Well, and you know, I and I Batman Forever, um, no, not Batman, Forever, uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, I've renamed it Bruno because uh, we don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, ha, 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 ha. I um, should watch Encanto. It looks good. You should. I would say the the closest. Um, if we're comparing. I mean, I know you're saying so you weren't comparing, but if you were to compare it to a Christopher Nolan movie that Batman Begins would be the closest equivalent. Yeah. Um, both in like mm. tone and content and the fact that he yeah. was, you know, literally beginning. Yeah. Um, that one, by the way, I think um, that's one of the few times where I actually really appreciate an origin story because it actually gets interesting, like with all the Raza Ghoul, Liam Neeson shit. It's it's a lot more yeah. than just like, oh my parents died. Wham, well, Batman now. Like there's actually <laughs> <a> really interesting <laughs> um like development there. <laughs> 
Oh, my my parents died when I'm Batman now. That's great. <laughs> well, seriously, though. Like, I love how I always get the best laughs when I'm not really trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's my catch. Like, yeah, my parents died when I'm Batman. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the TLDR for real. Um, I mean, that is the TLDR. It's true. Right. But at the same time, like... I, the, the thing about Batman Begins is that it it, it uh, shows the process of the where, right? It's right, mostly yeah. where, yeah. It's mostly the where, uh, yeah, and then the, you know the long cry, good night or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the long cry. But anyway, yeah. um, other thoughts. Uh, um, I think I I don't I'm not quite as enthused as the as you are on the Catwoman performance. I think she she did just fine. I liked her. I liked her attitude. Mm -hmm. I, I liked the realism of her, like kind of figuring things out and not being like amazing right at the gate. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of good things, and I think the performance was a, a perfectly I, fine. I one. don't think she knocked but, it out of the park either, but yeah. I did like the characterization. I will say this, uh, and you know, I mean, you have to kind of like, you know, it's like you got to spread that around with the performance and the writing. You got to be fair because it's like mm -hmm. kind of like with mm -hmm. the Hayden Christensen Anakin thing. It's like, yeah, he doesn't deserve all the blame for the shit writing. Um, so it's and like, you, know, you know, he doesn't also, you know, it's like she doesn't necessarily take the credit for the good characterization because she didn't write yeah. the script. Right. Well, um, I, I think it's, yeah, because I think she did a good Selena Kyle. She wasn't Catwoman yet. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was more on the the, the Selena side than the Catwoman side. Um, right. Yeah. But um, she didn't, um, let's see. Well, she, I mean, she had a decent amount to do. She was tied into the overall plot. I would say this, though. I, um, I liked uh, Gordon as well because I, I like the actor and he does great. And he just, I think yeah. he does, he, he did a great job of, um like the kind of like grizzled, exasperated, put upon voice, you know, you mm -hmm. know, all this shit again. Like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like lethal weapon. I'm too old for this shit kind of a vibe. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, he was basically like effectively, it was just like the, uh, the perpetual get out of jail free card for Batman. Like that was, his yes, he was. Okay, that was like, what I, I was trying <laughs> to figure a, out where I, where walking, I knew him plot from. device. Right. Um, well, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's good and all, but it's just like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of one note in that sense. Not so much the performance, but the writing of it. Uh, and then, of course, you have Andy Circus is Alfred, who did a fine job. But he, let's be honest, he didn't really have much to do. Yeah, Andy. Right. So I have a few crit criticisms to level at the game, at the game, at the movie, <laughs> but uh, they really need to exist in spoiler terry territory. Yeah. But I yeah. have a thing to say about Andy Circus and uh, and Alfred. Also, you will never, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to top Michael Caine as uh, Alfred. I mean, come on. He was born to play that role. Michael Caine was fantastic as, as Alfred. It's true. Yes, he was. And for that matter, also, so was the guy who played Alfred in Super Orphan Fight for how, for how little he was in it. He, Jeremy, for how little he was in it. Um, that, he was, um, I can't remember who it was either, but he, but he was a good, one thing that, that every good Alfred needs is snark. Yes. And yeah, and mean. the super orphan fight Alfred had very good start. I would say this a very different um very different um Alfred but um I really liked um the um Jeremy uh, Irons. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I was going to bug me. So yeah, anyway, just yeah, essentially <laughs> echoing what you said. But yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much my highlights for non-spoiler. I think we can mm -hmm. get into spoiler territory. Yeah. All right. So are we good to pause for for spoiler identification? Indeed. Yes. All right. Okay, that's probably long enough.
All right, so we are now in spoiler territory. If the music from the uh, Sunsoft NES game Batman was any, it was not any indication. So, so I'm totally gonna throw that in there because I don't know if the if I don't know, Mike, did you ever play the NES Batman? I by Sunsoft. Did. I did. Yes. It's not a very good Batman game, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um. That's so. Right <laughs> the cockpit. What is it? It's the. It's the. It's the room up front where the pilot sits but that's not important right um so uh there there be here there be spoilers um the the thing that i like i did really like how um this um how alfred was very was highly competent mm-hmm. and you know you could tell that he was this was this is former sas alfred yes um, yeah this is Which not. I, this is not. Uh, uh, yeah. This is not Michael Go Alfred's. Yeah. The problem that I have with that, the the, the, the problem that that I do uh, feel, and this was my main problem with the whole movie, was that I never got the world's greatest detective vibe off of Batman. Yeah. He was always on the back foot, um, and the fact that he didn't really solve any of the um, right. Of of the Riddler riddles, Alfred solved all of them. Yeah, is, I mean, the thing is, like they artificially, like they artificially made him less capable than he's supposed to be for the sake of their plot mm-hmm. slash premise, like the execution yeah. of what they wanted to do. Well, I think what they that what they should have done, in all mm-hmm. honesty, is they should have just had him solve about half of them. I thought he did solve some of the riddles. He didn't do any. Some of the um, some of the verbal riddles. Now, Alfred uh, solved the cipher, yeah, uh, riddle. Um, well, he would and, get like he, he he had like the questions and stuff, right? But and, I, I'll, those and were all also all rather painfully obvious. Yeah, right. but where he was a detective wasn't in the riddle solving; it was in mm-hmm. the forensics. It was you know noticing, hey, he did this, you know. Um, well, and then also like using um, using Selena as a human asset to mm-hmm. you know yeah. investigate and stuff yeah i mean he 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 um, um you know he got some things wrong but that's like any procedural cop show yeah i i'm just i'm just saying like that was that, that my biggest critique is that batman mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it batman lost he did yeah i mean he's like he, he he's, managed he managed to pull us he, he managed to pull a stalemate out of the jaws of defeat but mm-hmm. Basically, like the seawall was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, the mayor got shot, although she survived. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is bugging me, so I have to get it out there. It's basically just the movie Seven. Let's be honest. Think about mm-hmm. it. Like he, there's the these the the elaborate plot by the deranged psychopath that kills these people for a very specific purpose to instill a very specific message, and he does successfully complete his work. And the only reason he he's arrested is because he gives himself up and it's almost shot for shot the same where it's like, oh, from a distance, the guy, the counter. And then he raises his hands up like mm-hmm. seriously, like it's basically a fucking rip off of seven. Right. Like uh, it's pretty good. I, I, I would never have caught that because I never watched seven. I oh, did okay. watch seven. Uh, there are some things to, to it, you know, that it that it didn't do from seven um, because he he kind of got away with it, but it it still ended up. Um, because at the end of it, you know, uh, Batman did not become the Riddler like, you know, like he did, like they did in seven. He didn't become vengeance, uh, you know, wrath, you know, like he did in seven. Um, 
But here's the other thing about this. This movie wasn't so much the victory wasn't so much Batman beating Riddler. It was Batman beating himself because throughout the whole thing, you know, he's I am vengeance. I am vengeance. I am vengeance. And then he finds out the Riddler is calling himself the same thing. He's inspiring the wrong kind of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was a, this movie was about transformation. This was, this was Batman becoming Batman, becoming the greatest detective. Um, And because the other thing that I noticed about it was that throughout Batman had no compassion for it. And later on Batman, we see, you know, get a small amount for the kid. He did, but that kid wasn't a criminal. That kid was himself. Uh, that was you're talking about we... compassion for criminals? Yeah. Remember, this is the same. Remember, Batman is the guy who, you know, in it, throughout his his career has has funded the treatment of every criminal he's caught, including the Joker. This is the same Batman who has, you know, has worked tirelessly to, um, you know, to continue his parents work, which this Batman did not. Um, he was he was still caught up in vengeance. He was not a hero yet which is why he lost, I think. Well, I think um, when it like th- when it comes to the compassion angle, it's more of the like big picture, like, yes, I'm still going to do all these charitable things in the macro level, but I wasn't like mm-hmm. on the micro level. Like Exactly. Neither I one. I mean, you, you have like some exceptions to that here and there, but they tend mm-hmm. to be like um, complicated by some sort of like mm-hmm. um, personal relationship or bias or whatever. Like obviously Catwoman, like Catwoman's a criminal, but there's like the, there's the mm-hmm. romance thing going on there, potential romance, at least right. the tension when it comes to those two characters and whatever iteration it happens to be. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall I agree. Like, I think the arc's good. I mean, it's a little on the nose when it's like, I am vengeance, but yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think the overall arc is good. I mean, it's, it's better than the alternative, which is there's not really any character growth. Um, right. You know, and it's a way to do an origin story without doing an origin story. Cause it's like, you know, like I was explaining with Batman begins where mm-hmm. um, the stuff that's interesting is the stuff that you're not already familiar with. And the stuff that is like more complicated, because obviously that was the thing there is that, you know, he split off from the league of shadows because the league of shadows is basically like, Oh, well, you know, it's completely Machiavellian. And sometimes you just got to let a city go they're they're past the point of no return. And, he didn't believe in that. So like right. the paths diverged. The point of no return. So, cause this is, yeah. And, and th- this is, this is pre, you know, um, this is, you know, still in the wah point. I think right. this is very similar to Batman Begins. <laughs> And this, this is, this is, you know, this is, this is the new official timeline, by the way, where this is how we're using this our measuring time <laughs> when we're talking about Batman. For right. My parents die. Why? I'm Batman. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, it's like with Star Wars where you have like years referencing, you know, either before or after the battle of Yavin, it's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like parents died when I'm Batman. Like those are the, right. the stages exactly. and you just put a hash mark wherever you're at. <laughs> yeah. And we were kind of mid why mid to late why yeah. there. It, it, this is definitely late wah period. Yeah, this is definitely uh, late late wah. Yeah, at, near the end of wah. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I can see I hate too. you both. <laughs> <laughs> we have forever corrupted Neil. <laughs> ruining, ruining comic books one movie at a time. One episode at a time. So. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are things that are always going to haunt you, Michael. <laughs> just like, no, just I'm, like, 
I find it hilarious that it uh, right. that you find it so hilarious. So by all means, right? Yeah, just like you know, taking the slab where there was a fire. So, yeah. <laughs> um, step one but yeah, pants. Step one is always pants, right? Um, so yeah, this uh, I you know I, I I do see too where he was in Batman Lost. Yeah, I, I'll be the first mm-hmm. to you know, to say, yeah, he because he was not a hero yet. He didn't mm-hmm. win until he became a hero. Yeah. I mean, I, think, I, I do. You know, I did like what to do with them being a shitty detective. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, two things can be true at the same time. Like, right. I mean, I guess I, thematically yeah. you could say that, but like in practicality, he lost because mm-hmm. he was a step behind. Like he could yeah, have had right. selfish motivations and still been successful. Right. Yeah. Like, but by the same token, he did figure out like the password. Uh, he figured out the plot just late, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was still, he was one step behind as opposed to two. Yes. Like Like, everybody else. I I would be fine with him having like my, my whole deal is like my whole, like I I don't object to him losing Mm -hmm. entirely. My problem was mostly that there was never, there never seemed to, to be a point where it looked like he was gaining on the Riddler. True. Yeah, it's more about the execution of it rather than the fact. Like, like, right. like, the end result is fine, um, but I did not really like the way they got to it. So, so speaking of which, what do, what do you, uh, what do you guys think of the Riddler of the performance and the character and stuff? Uh, it was fine. He's yeah, he's he's different from what I would expect from the Riddler, but I loved how how erratic he was, but still how brilliant he was. Because mm-hmm. the Riddler's always a very been always been very very smart. Yeah, and the way he would go from you know talking about this beautiful to suddenly screaming in rage, you know, there are some vibes from uh, from the TV show Gotham and that with like mm-hmm. the differences in the personality, like the big right? mood swings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that he we actually get to see a Riddler origin story that kind of makes sense. You know, um, again, it's the, I've never, I've never seen the Riddler as one who's ready to kill, uh, which was kind of, kind of what threw me on this Riddler, but it makes sense in the t- context of this. There have been of some iterations world. of that in the comics. Like, um, yeah. there is the, in, I don't remember exactly the timeline, but, a relatively you know like within the last 10 mm-hmm. 20 years comic line where they had like mm-hmm. um these like gang wars in gotham and like the riddler was like the head of one of the big gangs when it was like basically right um it was like just all chaos and stuff one of those martial law type situations right. and well i've never seen plenty of uh yeah mm-hmm. i've violent, never seen yeah. him as a cold-blooded killer i've never seen him as a murderer um you know and yeah, I mean that. Well, in the hands-on nature of it, right? Like, yeah, it has if if he's ever in a context where like he mm-hmm. kills or like a result of his traps or whatever kills people, it was more of like a jigsaw. It just kind of happens situation as opposed to like he's actually beating somebody over the head with a blunt object. Yeah, which is how the movie starts. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it would literally yeah, it's definitely <laughs> definitely a good point there. It's a very different take. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I kind of feel like you know, like on a on like a mood tone setting level, it's all consistent. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's different than 
what the character usually is, but then it also like fits for the story they're telling. Kind of like how the yeah. penguin is very much a reined in, toned down version of the mm -hmm. penguin. He's not like he's not an actual penguin who's like waddling around and shit, you know? Right. Exactly. My, the the this this does lead me to an, another small gripe, okay. which was um, I mean, I could totally be fine. I would be. I'm totally fine with the iceberg lounge. Mm -hmm. Being a, a a disc attack rave club EDM scene, mm -hmm. but I was a, a little disappointed that 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 what whatever, what was it forty nine below or whatever it's yeah. called the secret the secret cr uh, criminal club. Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed that the secret criminal club wasn't you know didn't didn't wasn't a callback to to the. You know the, the the you know the swinging like jazz club because um, mm -hmm. the you know, speakeasy it, it, yeah the speakeasy like it like the iceberg lounge classically has been you know the sort of place that Sinatra would play right yeah but the, this penguin is not the kind of guy who would hang out with a Sinatra like because um, they they portrayed the iceberg as more like a strip club. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, like I said, I was I was fine with the iceberg being that way, but I was disappointed that the that the sub club wasn't. Right. Well, I, I think that was the the um, I think that was kind of the the feel they were going for is that the criminal class in Gotham is not classy. You know, this city does deserve a better class of criminals. It does. You know, um, and it it's uh, that's that was to me that was consistent. Um, in that, you know, the other, the other weird thing about that is that some of these criminals are a bunch of nebbishes, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, uh, the one city councilman that, uh, that Selena, you know, locks onto is, does not strike me as the kind of guy who, you know, has a bunch of money and is confident in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, cause he could not get laid to save his life evidently, but, um, having, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to get to, you know, one of the parts with the detective side of things, um, what I was mentioned earlier, um, when they were in the Riddler's lair mm -hmm. and you have this very, the lair is his apartment. Yes. His, mm -hmm. you know, that it, he basically had rented in cause it had a, had a, a sniper's nest for the, for the fucking, uh, Batman was walking under his under the barrel of that gun every time he went to the uh, the Iceberg Lounge. Well, yeah, um, but the Riddler and Batman were on the same team, so so yeah, not like not like the Riddler was going to kill Batman. No, he was. Yeah, no, he he, he thought that, that was that was another. Oh God, that was like that. I think was a big piece of that growth in that you think we're the same, you know, and suddenly that shock of oh wait, you know, maybe we are, you know, it, the idea that. Uh, that Batman is looking at this going, maybe he's got a point. Maybe we are too much alike. Um, but like I said, in that, in that whole scene, that whole room was so well set up. Um, yeah. And it made, when he finds that clue, it's not like you could look at that and go, oh, that's going to be over there. You know? Um, that was under the freaking a, carpet. I think it did well, a good no, job of making the sets two. kind of like reflect how mm -hmm. crazy the Riddler was. Like you could just like feel the, mm -hmm. like the mood, the person might've been the, the small part of the movie that I missed. Uh, one other thing that I, that we could have mentioned in spoiler territory, but uh, in non-spoiler territory is this mm -hmm. is a sit. It's a three hour long oh, yeah. movie. It's a very, yeah, it's a very long movie. Um, yeah. yeah. And I ended up having to run to the bathroom after. at some point during it. 
I don't yeah. think I missed too much, but maybe what you are referencing, I missed. I don't know. I mean, well, I there's a part getting into because I always mm-hmm. look at the runtime before I go see a movie. Oh yeah, I didn't feel long to me. Like I think no. it was, I think it was mm-hmm. fine. Well, yeah. I I almost didn't make my my showing, so like I did, I would have used the restroom beforehand, but I was oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be. So late. Uh, the the clue I was talking about is when Batman finds the note, the card, because everybody's oh, yeah, that is around. in fact exact. Uh, Oh, you mean the one uh, the the one in the bat cage? Yes. Okay, no, I did see that. Sorry. Yeah. Um and then when he finds out later and, and pulls the carpet up. Um and that was based on a a piece of information that he didn't have up until that point. Um mm-hmm. you know, but then he puts it together, you know, and, and figures it out, which was another beautiful detail, you know, that he had all that set up there and mm-hmm. you know, and then figuring out cuz there was a lot of stuff that he did figure out. It's just he was, like I said, yeah. one step behind where everybody else was two or three. Yeah. You know, like um, I like I said, I just wanted him to I, I just wanted it to feel like he was closing in on mm-hmm. the Riddler by yeah. the time that the that, that uh, the Riddler was like, ha ha, I kill you now. Right. Well, and the, the other thing was, is that Batman and the Riddler were pursuing two different. The, the Riddler was pursuing uh, pursuing a different goal. Yeah, uh, he was really was pursuing two goals. One to, you know, to get uh, Falcone, but two to kick off, the, you know, which we get no clue of until near the end. Yeah. You know, which was I, I felt kind of rushed. I That was one of my criticisms is that whole part was kind of rushed. Yeah, that should have been we should have seen the, these that the, that clue coming. Yeah. And considering it's a three hour movie, like it's. Yeah. Like yeah, for things to be rushed in certain places is a little sloppy, to be honest. Right, because we should have seen the fact that he had 150 or so followers. We should have seen the you know the things that were going to lead to that in the end, and just go, oh, you know, those well, weren't just. When you, you look know. at like a mystery, it's it's like it's not very it's not very fun if it's like oh well this is happening this way because of information that you're not privy to as an audience member. And it's like, okay, well that feels cheap, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, it'd be exactly. nice to be able to figure out at least some of like, you know, yeah. Yeah. a good amount of it with the information presented. Yeah. Cause I think we should have known early on, you know, he has a hundred, you know, he has these, these, you know, fanatical followers. Cause I mean, uh, it, you know, you're doing a detective story. Mystery, so the the uh, followers, you know, his, his Twitch followers were um, not entirely without, um, Mm-hmm. With without foreshadowing, but you're yeah. correct; they were not very well foreshadowed. Yeah, I mean, we should have seen that, but um, you know, that yeah, that was one of the clues that I that I you know thought was very you know well presented in in its way. We see, but we also see where he has no compassion for anyone uh, other than people he identifies with personally. Mm-hmm. Selena, not so much her roommate. Oh, she knew what she was getting into. You know, poor girl gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and there should have been, and later Batman, you know, would have, would have had more of an emotional reaction to it. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is about him becoming the, you know, that becoming that Batman having more compassion yeah. for the people. Cause you know, he was more ready to defend the, you know, the cop who had, you know, who had gotten the girl killed, uh, than he was to help Selena. Yeah. You know, because this is the way the justice works. Well, I think like, the thing is, like, that's a recurring theme for mm-hmm. Batman is that he, um, I mean, he might 
he might have the initial like instinct or feeling of compassion or whatever, but he like forcibly shuts it down because he feels like he can't operate if he doesn't do that. It's right. kind of like somebody fighting a war who mm. refuses to get close to anybody because then they're going to die and they're going to feel right. it. Like yeah. I remember in, in that Band of Brothers miniseries on HBO where like you had these grizzled uh, combat vets that have like seen people come and go. And then like the, re the episode is called replacements and you have these new mm -hmm. guys come and join them. And at first they're very like reticent to like have any real interaction with them because they didn't want to like get, you know, make new friends just to see them yeah. get blown up. You know, can't make buddies. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't have your can't heart broken when you're, when your buddies friends. die, if you don't have any buddies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, ultimately, I mean, it's like, it's like you said, it's uh it's a losing battle because, you know, like if he, if he shuts himself down completely like that, then he's going to be so like, he's going to basically go Riddler style where everything is just so fucking terrible that he can't stand it anymore. And that was interesting. Yeah. Like um, with the origin of the character where a lot of times with Riddler, it doesn't, there doesn't really seem to be much of motivation aside from just, Oh, he's kooky. Like he just loves playing those games, you know, like with this, like he was somebody yeah. who like saw this massive, corruption and evil and it drove him mad like right. he was already you know he had his like he was a like he was a super you know like genius or whatever in general like obviously because that's like that's the you know that like that's the skill set yeah. required to be the riddler the riddler but, like, has always been body, has always been nearly the uh the in the intellectual equal of uh of batman but mm -hmm. setting that aside like you know it was like it was the circum it was a circumstantial thing that like you know, he mm -hmm. could have still put, he could have used that intellect to do any number of things and many of them right. good and productive Which is, things. But right. because of his experience, it just, you know, he snapped mm -hmm. and that's the path he took. Right. Well, and that's, that's the whole, you know, uh, killing joke, is it killing joke? Uh, or, uh, uh the killing joke is, is, uh, Joker. He's Joker. He's Joker. Right. The whole thing, it takes, all it takes is one bad day. And oh, that, that is, is from the killing joke. That is killing joke. That is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is okay. that. Yeah, he had that one bad day, and instead of you know, wow, I'm Batman, it's wow, I'm the Riddler, you know, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> you know, um, again, we're just gonna we're just gonna milk that joke until you know until it dies. Well, uh, I think it's already dead, honestly. But uh, I'm also cynical, right? But you know, it is it is one of those things of yeah, the the Riddler, the the character behind the Riddler could have gone in so many different directions mm -hmm. in theory, but he chose to go become a murdering psychopath um so you know, like you do like you do you know or you know, shouldn't but still um whereas batman you know dude with lots of money lots of power um and the time to train himself to that becomes something completely different yeah well i found kind of um interesting well, once again we, the... we, once again proves the old the old adage that the only thing Stopping me from becoming Batman is uh, both my living parents and not being a billionaire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my parents are still alive and have mostly the billionaire part, but still. In a, in a weird way, like because he had his little like cult of followers, like he was actually kind of mm -hmm. more connected than Batman was. Because like yeah, from Alfred, Batman shut himself off from everyone all the time. Mm -hmm. But by the same token, I think that also point pushed him in further in the direction he was going because he was living in an echo chamber that in the, you know, in this instance basically was going, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. You know, they were egging him on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that is, uh, that, that could be said to go either way on that. Cause he, while well, he was connected to a very particular mindset, 
Well, it's one of those things where it's like um, mm-hmm. a certain a certain type of personality is um, attracted mm-hmm. by what he's doing or offering or whatever. So it becomes exactly. this like self perpetuating machine. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I would have been more interest, uh, interested to find out like more of the dynamic with um, with Bruce and Alfred's relationship because, like I said, they didn't really have much there. Yeah. The impression I got was that like Alfred wasn't too happy with how he was handling it and he was just kind of begrudgingly like letting him do his thing because it's not like he gets to let him do anything to bruce and ultimately yeah. shots you know right but well, and then, where he could and then we and got bruce is... realizing wait a second i really kind of did have a father figure yeah right well and and the thing is is that that is pretty much ever you know alfred's relationship with batman <laughs> you know uh it's like well you know I don't really approve, but I'm just going to go along with it and try to live as long as I can. Uh, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me was um, when um, Alfred got, you know, seriously injured with the bomb. And then, like, he's at the hospital and he regains consciousness. And the first thing he says is, like, you lied to me. <laughs> like, he doesn't right. even, he's not like, oh, hey, I'm so glad you're alive or anything. You know, he's just. Well, that's like, because, he, that's, that's because he's still mad at the moment. Right. And then well, he realized what, is... a, what a dick he's been. <laughs> right well and i think that is also indicative of who he is up to that point he's like like saying you know he's being a dick all this time you know no compassion for anything no you know only one thing in his mind which is you know my thrust i, mean, I am vengeance you know Wah. my parents are dead right Wah. i think you part know. of it is like um you know um it's like a coping mechanism where like you mm-hmm. know if he just focuses on that and lets himself revel and being angry then he doesn't have to deal with the the grief and fear of him almost dying exactly i think it's a it's a psychology thing you know i mean ultimately they come to a better kind of like compromise of how they do things the dynamic uh between them um but like in this it it makes sense because it's like these are this is like two years in like he's Mm -hmm. he doesn't even have it figured out himself so you can only imagine yeah i mean did you see how how bad he beefed it when he uh when he when he jumped off that building, I mean, come oh, on. Oh yeah. What now? What part are you talking about? When, when, yeah, when, when he, he did the when, sky, when, he did the raccoon suit. Thing. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Didn't exactly stick the landing. When he when he base jumped off of the off of uh, police headquarters and smacked his head on a bridge. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a nice touch where he's like, you know, just going like, "Ha ha, I'm gonna do this thing. This is, I have a contingency. Oh, but I've never actually done it before. And, oh shit, I'm fucking it up. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, that's yeah. actually realistic, you know. Yeah, right, like yeah. You, you, I did. I did very much also like uh, you. You saw him. He's like, okay, I'm. I I, I could do this. I could do this. Yeah, he has. I could do this. I could do this. Very, it's very un-Batman-like. Like, he actually. Right. Yeah, he doesn't immediately do the thing. You know. Right. <laughs> you can he definitely. You can definitely hear the oh shit in his head while he's doing it too. Right. It's like oh, see that um, and the fight choreography a lot too, where it's like he takes hits and he's not perfect, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, even no, if it's talk- just like, it's not necessarily a, you know, like some big boss or mini boss or whatever. It's just like a fight with a bunch of mooks or whatever. It's like, yeah, he doesn't have a ton of experience yet. He hasn't perfected his fighting style and stuff. Yeah. And there's like but a different lot of times- people in different locations and like weapons. And so there's all these variables that he's still figuring out. He's right? like me at the beginning of Arkham city before I've, uh, before I've unlocked all, all the, all the, right? all the yeah. free right. flow moves. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well that, yeah. Cause a lot of times he does get hit by hit from behind. <laughs> you know yeah. you know it's they, he doesn't see literally doesn't see that he, coming and he's he not never to anticipate that. He, he never pulls off what I, that oh actually that was another thing that i was that was another thing that that 
failed to happen that I was disappointed by. What he never that? Batmaned a, a group of of, uh, of baddies. How do you mean? So Were they just stopped because he was Batman? No, 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 no. In, in, so the 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 I, I it it. it I, I suppose I might be the only person who uses uses this as a verb, but um, when he picks off a group of enemies silently one at a time. Um, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. He never he that wasn't where he was. He wasn't quite at the stealth stage. Yeah, you know, he was not because his fighting style is not what we see from later Batman. His fighting style is marching even into blazing gunfire. Uh, and not dodge he doesn't well, dodge a lot of shots the thing about it is like he is like his approach like before he has that like change in his character or like the point of him doing it isn't to really be like the hero that's gonna change these things it's to beat the shit out of a bunch of criminals and feel better about himself yeah so mm-hmm. it's like that's why he's like wading in is because he's enjoying it way too much right yeah. right so and you know when he goes through that change and he's like shall we say like experienced batman or whatever then mm-hmm. he's all about the efficiency he's like okay right. it's not may not be as satisfying as like you know getting to punch all these dudes in the nose like you know, straight up mm-hmm. right away. But if I can skulk around and take this one out here and get rid of this one here, like that's the most efficient, quiet way of doing it or whatever. He's all about efficiency of getting the job done, not about like how much of his jollies he gets in the process. Yeah. Right. Also, admittedly, yes, he did have one bat shaped thing that he could use. I, I also was disappointed by a lack of battering. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't really much battering. I mean, you know, he had he had the bat emblem knife on his chest, which is an awkward place to put it. Right. He had the grapple. Um, yeah. He did have the grappling gun. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't really a, have much of a utility belt, like was. Right. But although again, I will I, say this, um, I kind of appreciated the fact that it was like pared down and there wasn't much gadgetness going on because I felt like that was consistent with the kind of like grounded dark feel of the movie it wasn't just like oh i'll just get out my anti-shark spray and i'll get out this high-tech thing like the only real i'd say like significant tech thing aside from obviously that one situation where he did the little flight suit um thing uh or raccoon suit whatever the fuck you call it um Mm -hmm. was just uh just regular like you know uh wearing a wire type uh, surveillance stuff where he's like all right well i'm gonna yeah you know, i'm gonna now those I'm gonna put a piece well, in that yeah here. But and that's, that's, not, that's not like batman specific that's just fucking mm. tech and that one time that he uh pulled an ampule of adrenaline out of his pack and right was that at the was that at the end at, at the, the end where it was, was yeah yeah. When where when he he injected it because Selena was getting killed and so Well and did you notice about when he where he injected it? It had a port. Yes. It had a spot. He had he had a I need to he had an oh shit button built in that he just had to hit. Yeah. That yeah. he just basically put it in and boom, it did it. But I the other thing I liked about that whole costume was that while he had a utility belt, it wasn't this sleek thing because he had that one big pouch on the side of his on the side of his leg that was the that was like the uh, uh, the uh, the grapnel gun. Um, but you know, and then he had the other pouches like the ampule and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was not it was not this sleek you know uh, thing that you know it it's it was in that between. It was in between. <laughs> it was in between uh, what he was wearing in the first, uh, you know, Batman Begins when he first meets Gordon, 
and when he develops the whole bat suit yeah you know uh and it but it was it was mobile it didn't have that feel of you know i'm you know i can't turn my head <laughs> you know right you know yeah it wasn't but uh yeah i mean i i i liked the feel and look of him he was inexperienced but he was gaining a lot of experience mm-hmm. the um, training. yeah exactly um I, you know, I would have liked to have seen a few more practical gadgets because, oh my God, that, that fucking contact lens basically was like a flat camera. I don't know that that exists, you know, and I have a hard time, you know, uh, rationalizing that that does exist. Such an item is, uh, I mean, they had them in Mission Impossible, so they must exist, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, um, but I, I do know that that is actually tech that's being developed. Right. That is, um, that is the, that, that is like, that's some like ARPA shit, but. Mm-hmm. Right. But still it's. Well, um, maybe DARPA. It's hard to tell DARPA, which one. Right, DARPA. Which one? Well, there's DARPA and there's ARPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yes, it gets confusing. But yeah. So the last fight sequence was pretty well choreographed and it was bright enough. You could see what was going on. Mm-hmm. The other thing I liked about it was it didn't go all his way. He got his ass handed to him you know, taking out all those guys. And that's the thing is that he was like, he was scrambling in the first place to even catch up to what was going on. So it makes sense. Right. You know, it wasn't going to go his way. Right. Of course it wasn't going their way either. Cause they were kind of surprised. What the fuck? You know, you have the whole, like, uh, you know, how much time does Batman have to prepare meme? So it's like, yeah, in this instance, he had shit all for time to prepare. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, see, and that's another thing, uh, you know, you know how you, you know, we wanted to see him being a step, you know, not being a step behind the Riddler. Remember, Batman doesn't always win the first fight. He rarely wins the first fight. And this was his first. (laughs) Yeah, this was his first. That's a well-worn trope of he encounters the problem or bad guy and he does not win. And then he learns about the thing and he figures it out and then he wins the second time. Right. So you can bet if he runs into this Riddler again, it ain't happening the same way. (laughs) You know, also, there's going to be a Joker, right? I kind of liked that um that whole that and that was a great scene that was a well done scene gotham loves a comeback story <laughs> i was just like oh god that's scary that is a, and that was a, that to me was a scary ass riddler you know i mean you mean joker or well joker yeah riddler, i'm sorry yeah because yeah, i was gonna say the riddler the like the riddler did a great what was was a very effective riddler like the whole time right. i definitely like in in terms of in terms of like who was done most justice by the script, the Riddler easily easily wins that particular contest hands down, in my opinion. He, he does. Oh man, he does. I will say this. Um, I like I said, I think that Robert Pattinson did a great job and all that, but um, I, I don't think there wasn't much Bruce Wayne in this. It was pretty much yeah. all Batman. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a little Bruce Wayne, but like what Bruce Wayne there was, wasn't really that different from how he acted from Batman. He's like, Oh, well, hey, that, I'm like a morose emo. That, that was because this was, this was a, uh, this was a Batman who hadn't, who had no, he hadn't cultivated re- who had no reason or desire to be Bruce Wayne. Right. right. Exactly. He, this is the Bruce. This is the Bruce Wayne who, if, if, uh, you know, if uh, with his hand on the lasso of truth would still say I'm Batman. He needs to. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, here's the thing with um, he needs to he hasn't thought outside of the cave, so to speak. It's exactly. Like, yes. Be Bruce Wayne, but be Bruce Wayne to further being Batman. Like yeah, he hasn't. Right? He's still smooth brain. He's not galaxy brain yet. Right. You have to be like, OK, well, 
I'm going to be both and I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to Bruce Wayne it up in the context of making it easier to do what I do as Batman. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's the thing. He's I think thinking the... small picture where it's just like, oh, well, I just won't put any time or effort into being Bruce Wayne. I'll just that's more time to be a Batman instead of thinking, you know, in a more right. 40 chess kind of level of, oh, well, I can I can do this as Bruce Wayne, which will then set up the situation to be most effective in my Batmaning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Wayne has yet to become a tool in Batman's uh, in Batman's bo- toolbox. Um, utility belt. Utility belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fair, right there, fair. Ben. Come on. I know. Is that he has he has not put Bruce Wayne in the utility belt. Um, Although it is fitting because he portrays himself as a giant tool. Right. Exactly. Also at true. Least, uh, at least in the Nolan movies, he does. Right. Yeah. And so it, as, as that's a good that's a good uh, a good segue to that. Um, this is this is Bruce. This is Batman. Um, we, who has not yet got to the point where, cause like in Batman begins, we see Batman, 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 Batman all the way through because, you know, uh, Bruce is still trying to figure it out. He becomes the, you know, the master disguise Batman detective at the party when he kicks everybody out, because that's where Bruce Wayne persona comes in and helps out. This version of him has not in this one. This this version has not figured that out yet. Right. Well, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't example. had any real reason to either. Yeah, because we don't see Batman, you know, use the disguise of Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins until the party. You right. know, um, and in this one we don't see him do that yet because in this one we see him becoming this hero as opposed to this vigilante mm-hmm. at the end. Which again, I think was that I think that part was kind of. Uh, rushed you know because oh you know one you know one big disaster i'll help out um it's it's like one of my one of my constant critiques uh is um um league of extraordinary gentlemen where they're trying to do the oh hey we've come together as a team and they're all doing all these inane tasks trying to you know trying to trying to fix the the nautilus you know Mm -hmm. and it's all these stupid all stupid shit i mean in this one yeah we see him doing something that anybody else could do Carrying you know. a person, yeah, and lighting a flare, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but now, when he lit the flare, that was him being a symbol. I think that was that was the first time Batman became a symbol. Well, well, I, I would actually say that the that he mm-hmm. became a symbol when he grappled over to the electrical box. Yeah, I and see he, that, and he completed becoming a symbol by mm-hmm. surviving that shit and lighting a flare. Yeah, because he, yeah, that 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 is true. Because because him going over to the electrical box screamed heroic sacrifice. I am the yeah. I'm the I screamed. Well, no, it screamed. I am going to die to save all these people, but he just you know didn't die. Right. Right. But I. But he was willing to put himself in that in that position. Mm-hmm. They're like you know, there's nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. And that's I think the difference between a hero and you know and. And everybody else is people, you know, saying there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And the hero says, there's something I can do. Yeah. Um, You're right. There's nothing you can do. There's something I can do. Right. Whee! Yeah. Because no one else could have done that. No one else could have gotten to that. Yeah. Because know? no one else had a gas powered grapnel gun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and doing that after that massive fight. You yeah. Know, you know, well, after after to... really like after it had already been demonstrated that the only thing keeping him upright was the fact that he had just in, injected adrenaline into his heart. 
Right. Exactly. You know, and now that, you know, and so he was going on pure adrenaline all the way through the worst of that. But this is something that I have yet to have seen in any Batman live action is after the at the end of it, he was dirty. I mean, you could see it on his face. You know, he was just caked in dirt. Um, You know, we see it in games. We see it in animation. But we have I don't think we've ever really seen it in any of the movies is him just caked in dirt, you know, like we see the standard, uh, you know, survivor covered Nash, you know, or, or soot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have Which to kind I, of rewatch some movies to know for sure. If the only one that comes to mind really is, um, and, uh, dark Knight rises, there's a lot of crazy mm-hmm. shit with things getting blown up and flying around and whatnot. So there may be some like, mm-hmm. um, signs of that, some battle damage yeah. as it were, but it's been so long. I yeah. don't really remember. I never but, even watched dark Knight rises, but no dirt sticks to his face. Blood maybe, but no dirt. um you know blood stubble you know but never dirt uh you know and is there a particular reason you never watched dark knight rises never got around to it i mean it's good but it's not this was before i was this was before i like went and saw like every movie i could Mm -hmm. because you know i was it was what 19 years ago it's not Dark Knight, right? It's not uh, the Dark Knight good. It's just pretty good. Yeah, Dark Knight's still my favorite Batman movie of all time. Yeah, I got it. I got to say, like, Dark, Dark Knight is okay. So the second of any of these series is is like my my favorite. Uh, so except for Batman, Amazing Spider-Man too. Well, so Batman and then Batman Returns. Batman Returns is by far to me a better movie uh, oh, yeah. on a lot of levels, hands down. Um, you know, uh, Batman Begins okay movie dark knight holy fuck <laughs> you know um so I, yeah the only thing in my in my opinion like i agree but mm-hmm. i would say the only thing that that elevates dark knight over uh mm-hmm. batman begins is heath ledger's joker which was you know of course an absolute master it was real i mean let's be honest it was his movie that batman was in yeah like if we're being yeah <laughs> exactly yeah no it, yeah i mean that yeah i'm not so saying it was good. Yeah, not saying it wasn't the Joker that did that for me, but Heath Ledger's Joker, oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you know? Although I do say, I, I do think, um, I do think the the um, the two face role, although obviously much smaller, was pretty damn cool too. Like I it think, was. I, think that I was like really that good. actor too. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that, like or, him. yeah that whole journey. Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, and it just well, you know, I mean, Batman Returns, uh, that was Catwoman's movie as far as I was concerned. <laughs> you know, by and large, I love. Uh, uh, I just love like the. I love the consistency um, mm-hmm. of his of his character when he's spiraling and we're like he's doing the whole coin flip thing and then he's just like my turn and he just puts the head he just puts the gun to his head and flips and like he was totally gonna do it if, right. if it had come up the other way and that's what's so crazy about that I just I love uh, yeah. just like the the follow through of the characterization of like the other example of that and um, maybe my favorite is um, when um, Batman and the Joker are having their big knockdown drag out fight on that uh, skyscraper and he punches him off the, uh, off the ledge and he's about to fall to his death. And the whole time he's ah! <laughs> just laughing maniacally as happy as he possibly can be because he right. That's yeah. Because like, his, his whole goal was just to get knows. Batman to yeah, kill him. As far as he knows then that in that, yeah, he, before he gets, you know, pulled back up, he's, he's done it and he's got everything he wants. Right. The, and the then, city is in chaos and Batman has broken his rule. He wins. Right. But nope. <laughs> I love the attention to detail. Oh yeah. No. And, and, uh, 
Oh, uh, there was there was another detail in that whole thing. Um, or was was I thinking something else? Never mind. I was thinking something else, and now I can't remember what it was I was thinking about uh, in terms of good, you know, good movie details. That would probably um, be my uh, my second favorite is Batman Returns. I think if I'm ranking, yeah, them. right, yeah, because that was that was definitely, um, you know, it had a lot going against it, but damn, when you're dealing with Michelle Pfeiffer becoming Catwoman, being Catwoman, yeah. Well, and let's not forget Christopher Walken is the total creep. Oh God, yes. So oh, that's what it was. That's another thing that I loved about Batman Returns. Thank you for reminding me that. Yeah. The scene between Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle at the dance. Yeah, they're the only good. they're the only two not in masks. They're the two most dangerous people in the entire room. <laughs> you know. They're the only and, two not in masks. No, they are in masks. Their masks are Selena Kyle and Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Right. But not in obvious masks. Um, they're not wearing masks. They are masks. Uh, but also Michelle Pfeiffer just walking that edge for Selena Kyle, you know, holding it together, almost falling apart, you know, laughing and crying in the same instant. And, you know, do we have to start fighting now? <laughs> you know, that, that moment of realization between the two of them, it's it just, uh, yeah, it's a great scene. It is, it is like, to me, the perfect Batman Catwoman scene. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why that is my favorite. One of I my really favorite need to Batman rewatch movies. Batman returns. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, so this, this, this was, one, a... I'd say it's like, it's mm-hmm. fairly high up there. Cause it's, it's better than like, mm-hmm. Um, I would rank it better than Batman and Batman Forever and Batman Robin. Uh, right. Batman um, Begins. I I don't know. I would put it. I would put it almost Batman. equal with Batman Begins. It's, I would put it around, in, yeah, this, in that same ballpark. Yeah. yeah, they're they're in the same league. They're so close. one, yeah, one thing I also liked about this, uh, about this whole thing, no one ever figures out in this one who Batman is. Batman. They, totally, they debated you big time in the trailer where it was like. Mm-hmm they splice the the Bruce Wayne reference mm-hmm. in there with him. Like when he talks to him. Mm-hmm. So I was like going into it thinking that, he right. knew, you know, well, and there, there's that scene with the Riddler near the end where it sounds like the Riddler knows. That's exactly what I'm talking. <laughs> that about. he doesn't. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, I don't know, honestly, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I think I, I was a little disappointed that he didn't know. Cause he's supposed mm-hmm. to be this super genius guy. Right. And, but right. He, he figured it out. Um, I don't know. Right. I think it's more interesting if he knows and chooses not to share the information than if he just doesn't know. Right. Or at least suspects, you know? Um, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, or, or has, has some suspicions, but up till then, I don't think the Riddler cared who the Batman was. Well, I don't think I, it, I, I think Joker's he would have been disappointed that he, that it wasn't, uh, mm-hmm. That, that that it was Bruce Wayne because well like, yeah because he was like, well that could be part of it is that he doesn't want it to be Bruce Wayne so he doesn't allow himself to realize that it's Bruce Wayne I think yeah he does a denial thing yeah he actually he's supposed to be on the same Batman. side Batman's supposed to be like him you know right and and Bruce Wayne is Bruce the enemy. just one of those elite bad people right. who need to be punished you know right Bruce Wayne is the enemy so he doesn't he doesn't look for those things to connect yeah you know because Bruce Batman's supposed to help him kill Bruce Wayne. But I always thought uh, that was cool that Joker doesn't give a shit who Batman is because Batman is Batman. Like right? that that is who Batman is who he is. Like he doesn't it doesn't matter what his name is or what his face looks like. He's just always right. gonna be Batman to the Joker. Right. Which, you know, reminds me of a, you know, of the one of the most iconic Mark Hamill Joker lines, you know, 
without Batman, crime has no punchline, which I don't do anywhere near justice to, but still, <laughs> you know, it's, it, yeah, the Joker doesn't care who Batman is. He just, he just cares that Batman is exactly, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it, it's the, I, yeah, I, I think the Riddler wasn't looking at Bruce Wayne being Batman because again, Bruce Wayne's supposed to be the bad guy. Batman's yeah. supposed to be like Joker. Um, or Batman's supposed to be like Riddler. Um, so I think I think Riddler saw Batman because I don't think Riddler saw himself as uh Edward, whatever his name was. Digma. Uh was he Nigma? Uh, I don't know no, if, I don't think, if he like I think, I think it, then I mean, they I feel like they gave him a few different like names in this one because he had like the different identities and stuff. Right, but his but yeah, he, his traditional he, name. Yeah, right. Classically he is Edward Nigma, but I'm not sure. But now ever given a Edward Nashton, Edward Nashton. Yeah. He didn't see himself as Edward Nashton Jr. You know, uh, is, you know, he saw himself as the Riddler. And I think he kind of, I think he kind of cast Batman in that same mold. Batman didn't have a secret identity as far as he was concerned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ambiguous. They don't really go into it. It's entirely right. possible. He doesn't really care who he Again, is under he, the mask. He wasn't he looking. Be yeah. yeah. He wasn't looking. Um, you know, Batman was just like him as far as he was concerned. Um, which was again, I uh, just I loved that parallel coming up, you know, when when he says I'm vengeance, you know, which is no, you know, you no, I be, am. You can't be vengeance. I'm supposed to be vengeance. I'm not the dibs. one. Who, yeah, I called dibs, but you know, realizing that yeah, that's what he's inspiring. That's the kind of madness that he's bringing out, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it does work out really well that way, in that it's um, you know that it it becomes this um oh it becomes this this warped mirror that he's looking in and i think that's yeah. part of what what makes him change mm -hmm. you know yeah he's, he's like, like well shit i don't want to wind up like that guy so right well and his, i think he realizes was i'm not that guy yeah and he sees himself in that and that's because i think that's where the kid he sees himself in the kid but then he sees himself in riddler uh well final thoughts we've gone a bit over time so yes final thoughts Final thoughts. Uh, I I I will say here I I did enjoy the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not I'm not sure I would go see it again either because it is a long set. Mm -hmm. um, it's good. Like it it's like it is a it is a good it is a good um, Batman movie. Um, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's not one that I might go back to because it's especially since a lot since it is a detective slash mystery movie. Right. It loses. It's going to lose a lot on a second follow uh, on a second uh, watch because you're like, oh, well, actually, no. It, it'll lose a lot on a third watch. Second watch, you might be able to pick up on. I, I'm willing to bet there's probably a fair bit of um, detail. I was going to say uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, that um, didn't really see, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's not uh, it's not as repeat friendly when you know what the mystery is already. Yeah. Right. So, uh, like I said, this to me was Batman becoming Batman. Uh, this was, this was Batman at the, you know, this is Batman late way. Right. You know, uh, you know, on the verge of becoming the Batman that we all know and love mm -hmm. right now. He's the Batman. We kind of, we kind of hope he becomes someone we like a little more. <laughs> and he did. And Pattinson did a good job of portraying that guy. Well, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, um, you, care, you can like a character without like 
like you can appreciate the character without liking the character without yeah. condoning the character. Like the Punisher exactly. is a great example of that. It's, yeah. Like I, he's a really interesting character and he's really cool, but I don't exactly condone, you know, just running out and slaughtering does. everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> um, nobody does what I... <laughs> it's like, um, words, um, use your words. It's, it's like in the first episode of the BBC, uh, series, uh, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, when Lestrade is, is, uh, describing Sherlock Holmes to, uh, to John Watson, mm-hmm. it's because Sherlock Holmes is a great man. And someday, if we're very lucky, he might be a good man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, or that's very similar to, you know, in, uh, in, uh, Harry Potter, he did great things, terrible things, but great <laughs> You know, um, yeah, that's that's the thing. Being great doesn't necessarily make you good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is this is him on that on that path to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you <sighs> got everything all figured out, it's kind of boring. I might use my season pass to go see it one more time just to see if there's anything I missed. But I also might de- decide halfway through that um, there isn't anything worth rewatching and leave. Right. But then I have a Alamo season pass, so that's not such a big. Like that's not such a big expense for me, right? I'd say overall, you know, it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't have a whole lot of expectations aside from the fact that I thought the trailer looked good, mm. um, but I think it met whatever hype there was and it's pretty solid and uh, definitely proved the the naysayers wrong with people that are like Robert Pattinson, uh, kind of like the yeah. same people that were like Henry Cavill's The Witcher. Uh, it's like or like all the people who were like uh, Heath Ledger, it's the, yeah, Joker? It's the Joker. Joker, what? Right. Or that Christian Bale, Batman. That's yeah. definitely the best example of that because uh that one was a little more understandable, I think, with like some of the some of the roles he'd had and stuff. Like mm-hmm. uh, I mean it's not like he was a bad actor or anything. Like he was fine, but he wasn't like there wasn't anything that I could point to before that movie and be like, Oh man, like this is an amazing example of him right. doing a role or good acting or whatever like yeah he was just a dude that was an actor that was around and various things you know <laughs> right well i point, don't know for the most yeah part. yeah well, there's a couple you... exceptions but nothing too many. right well, if, if you'd seen his his performance in roar you know you might go yeah yeah, yeah i have a little bit more <laughs> you're like yeah okay i can see the problem 10 things that. i hate about you not exactly a lot of you know similar right. roles a knight's tale of course a knight's tale is probably what he's known for the yeah. most Mm-hmm. At that point, yeah, it's pretty boy romantic lead as yeah, pretty much the Joker. Mm-hmm. It still blows my mind that Colin Farrell was friggin' Penguin. That's so weird, right? Yeah, I definitely did not realize that. Well, that's all I got. Thank you for coming out, everybody. Right. We uh, apologize again for the schedule slippage, but things hopefully should be getting approaching normal again by the time this is out. So, thank you for your patience. Yeah. This has been Neil. The one true Ben. And Mike. I almost said your name. Uh, (laughs) And we'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. And my microphone fell off of its boom. Well, not the, actually, the boom fell off of its stand, which was interesting. So I'm holding it at the moment. Fall down, go boom. Fall down, go boom. So, well, have a good night, folks. All right, guys. I need to hit the sacks. All right. Talk to you later. Later. Good night. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter Batman and the number Batman. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm and ending theme of The March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. 
Interstitial was Level 1 Gotham City from Sunsoft's Batman on the NES. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, leaving us a comment, liking, ringing that bell for notifications, subscribing, following, watching, reviewing, rating, whatever it is that you can do to show your support on whatever platform you're listening on. If you really enjoyed this podcast, it would really help out if you could make a donation, either a one-time donation on our website, www.workingtheoryproductions.com, or a reoccurring one on our Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. Every every penny earned from that goes right back into the podcast, at least for a long time. Recording it live, everyone. A final thought. I'm Batman.